Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Coming up on Braves Country, incredible singer-songwriter Angie Aparo. Yeah, he was just recently on the show and happened to wander into the studios here at the Battery at Truist Park, and he brought his guitar. He's got a show coming up Saturday at Smith's Old Bar, so you can go see him live. We'll give you a taste of what that sounds like and discuss a few other quite poignant topics. Coming up on Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Welcome to Braves Country. We talk about living in the Southeast, living in Braves Country. We talk about the music, we talk about the food, we talk about college football, and of course the Atlanta Braves. And uh, we've got someone that is very special to us back with us, amazing singer, songwriter from Atlanta who was uh, on Braves Country a couple weeks ago. And when we invited him to come up and play some songs and talk a little more, my man just showed up. <laughs> How, <laughs> you are you? How are you doing? <laughs> Angie Aparo is back. Let's go. I always need a place to sleep. That's exactly. Well, we just moved that couch into here. So, you, I mean, all you need is like, like some sort of sheet yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. to cover up with. I just sleep on my uh, Jack Daniels bottle. Everybody's got something. Whatever. You know, whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean, you've had some incredible music. You've toured and, and written on your own terms and uh, songs been recorded by Faith Hill and Tim McGraw and Edwin McCain, Miley Cyrus, Big and Rich. And we talked about some of this stuff in, in the most recent episode. And then you sang on the live album with Zach Brown Band at the Fox. It was called Pass the Jar. And I have that. I literally have that that oh. compact disc yeah, still fun. to this day. I still have the, the physical copy Yeah, that's of it. when it was. Remember, it was DVD still. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're yeah. exactly right. I had both. That's crazy. Um, a big Braves fan. Welcome back to Braves Country. So Thank awesome you. to have you here in the studios Thank at, uh, at uh, the Battery at Truist Park. Such a, an incredible stadium, such an incredible it's, complex. Yeah, the complex, I, I know. See, I've, I'm living in South Carolina, but every time I come through here, uh, some friends of mine will play, be playing bars around here, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. It is. I'm like, there's a park there? Yeah, <laughs> no like, kidding. It's yeah. stuck in the middle. It's amazing. Well, it, it's crazy. So uh, uh, probably 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, uh, when I was still full-time at uh, New Country 101.5, then Kicks 101.5, we were in the building right across the way, across the interstate, but you can see it from here, where the Weather Channel is. And so yeah, we would yeah. look we would look out the windows, and where we are now was nothing but just trees. That's Amazing. it. I know. And when they told me they were building this here, Scott, I was like, hang on. Where are they going to build it? Where? Like, I, I didn't understand where they were going to put it. It yeah. made no sense. They're going to like, we're going to nestle it between 75 and 285. And I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's like design. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, who in the world came up with well, that plan? It's like all roads lead to Truist Park, it basically. It does. Yeah. You know? And, well, it, and then the Roxy being here. Yeah. Which was, I started at the, well. The original the Roxy. Coca-Cola, yeah, Roxy. Yeah. And uh, in Buckhead, I was just like, the, there were people like, oh, you're going to play the Roxy? I was like. 
I thought it was gone. No, yeah. it's by the stadium. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just they they uh, took the name and you know because it became the Buckhead Theater now. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so they relaunched the Coca Cola Roxy here at the Battery. But but another cool thing that a lot of people don't realize: remember the Colonial Pipeline that got shut down, it's based in Alpharetta, oh, yeah. that you know was uh, like a ransomware kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was actually ran right underneath where the stadium is, and when they bought this land, they rerouted the Colonial Pipeline to accommodate what is now the Battery Atlanta and Truist Park. It's it's crazy to yeah. think of that. There must be Braves fans of that company too. Seriously, or or or, or they're just they are welcome checks. I don't know. Which <laughs> yeah. Maybe could maybe be both. one. Maybe it could be maybe both. One, yeah. Maybe. But uh, but uh, you know the Braves are, are surging. We talked about this last time, and I think you even said it, it when we were talking on the phone that you felt good about the where the Braves were headed. And by golly, you're right. Yeah. Well, you know it's funny because I've, I've been away from it for a minute. I've been in Hilton Head working on a record. But I was looking up last night. Are they thirty? It's about thirty-three games or something. What is it? Like? No, it's, uh twenty. I think twenty exactly. Oh, right now it is. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, there. Yeah. And the magic number is sixteen. They'll clinch it if, if, with sixteen wins. Oh wow! Yeah. Are, you, are you getting fired up for the postseason, Angie? Well, I'm. <laughs> I always have to watch how much I party. Yeah, so, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm a, guilty. guilty yeah. Every, everybody at the table can go ahead and say guilty yeah. on that one. Because it's so much fun to, to have too many cold beers with your buds or whatever it is yeah. and, and watch the Braves or, or watch oh, yeah, college you football. Watch something like that. It's or great. both. Yeah, totally. It's the greatest when, like this past Saturday, when the when the Bulldogs played at like three and then the Braves started at seven. So they just like, yeah. they just yeah. it was like dominoes falling in a it's row. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It, it is. It it's really better is. than so Christmas. Most Wonderful yeah, time of the year. That's exactly right. You should be a singer. Yeah, seriously, you ever thought about it? <laughs> we, should, we should turn Christmas into baseball season. Yeah, exactly. Everything is. Hey, Angie, but are you getting to that point in the year, though, where you kind of have to schedule your shows and your set times around postseason baseball and college football and all that? You know, it's crazy. It is. Usually you don't. You kind of have to take the when he comes, but it is crazy that mo- mo- usually the college football thing is is a is a game changer. That's huge when you're touring through a college town. Yeah, that definitely has more impact, a lot of impact because you're you know slightly kids coming to shows. And, yeah, but yeah, so it's uh, I mean a lot of ours. I mean I'm thinking we're usually like 10 p.m. ish. Sometimes mm-hmm. stuff is almost getting over. Yeah, sure, sure. But it is different. It's like a friend of mine who grew up um, amazing player, writer, poet. But he played a lot of cover shows, you know, and he was just made his. He, I think I told you about my friend that he passed away on stroke. Oh yes, I do recall. Yes, but he has the greatest line because he you'd be playing these places with you know TVs around you and all that, and he'd be like strumming, you know, and he'd hit a big high note, and they'd start clapping, and they'd be you know someone just scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah seriously, <laughs> he was like, they love me. <laughs> so his line was, so his line was, uh, sports ruined my career. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. But you know what, though? It, it's funny how music and, and sports go hand in hand. Maybe we've talked about this before on the show, but, but you know, you got Big and Rich, who you've worked with, that does that does the intro for ESPN's College Game Day. Yeah. Well, you know, coming to your city, and then you got Luke Combs, who's a new guy on the country scene, or relatively new, mm-hmm. um, and he's got a uh, a new song that they use on the SEC Network. And and I really like that Carrie Underwood song she did for Monday Night Football. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, for great. sure, yeah. absolutely. Carrie does uh, right, that, right, and yeah. then Aldine did one for uh, for uh, the SEC on CBS. So it shows you the importance yeah, yeah. Yeah. of what you're talking about, those college towns right. and, the, and the importance of college football, as well as music, as as just a, a lifestyle thing that people, like those go hand in glove. Well, it's funny because I was going to say this when, when we were at uh, the print shop and when you were filling me in on this show, Scott was telling me about what y'all are doing with yeah. this. I just think it's, I, I was, I remember saying like, what an interesting 
you know, southern music, southern sports. So it's just, I just, it's, you know, it's fascinating to me. It's it's an interesting like uh, pop to to kind of co-populate that or together. Mm-hmm. I think is amazing. It started with the idea that uh, that rock stars want to be ball players and ball players want to be right. rock stars. And right. and I've and I, every no one's ever said no nah, that that didn't really fit. <laughs> I've, or at least I've never run into anybody that was like, you know, I, you know, I used to play ball. I love baseball. I love football. I always wanted to play, and, and I couldn't, so I picked up a guitar, and 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 I still watch. And now I'm, and then vice versa. I remember hearing Paul Bird, who was a pitcher in, in the major leagues, and now works for Bally Sports South, uh, broadcasting the Braves on the television side. And that was his thing. He wanted to be mm-hmm. a rock star. He couldn't right, play. Right, he right. could didn't have the the pipes. Whatever it was. And so he ended up a baseball player. Yeah. And so everybody has at least some sort of connection in that way. Totally. I mean, I was, I played kind of into my teens and I was, I mean, I all starred and I was pretty good, whatever, but I just remember I was growing my hair out. <laughs> my right. cap wouldn't fit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember thinking like I was playing guitar too and I was starting to get my chops, you know, and I was like, man, I, I, I might be okay. I'm, this It's hard to go, you know, I'm going to be, I'll be okay. Maybe a maybe a decent player, mm. but I think I can get more girls with my guitar. Yeah, so. right. Look, <laughs> hey, hey and you, if you don't think that that has an influence on which no. which one the, which one dudes yeah. choose, then you've lost your mind because that absolutely yeah, matters. Totally. Like you're like if I can't field well, the girls aren't going to dig me. But if I can hit a high, like if I can play a guitar like Eddie Van Halen, I'm probably yeah. going to score at some point. Right, yeah. Yeah. and my hair's beautiful. Yeah, it on was. top of well, yeah. Look, we, seriously, I think everybody with the exception. I like uh, how you tied that in, Tug. Score. That was a good use. Yeah, of you double, like that? Double entendre. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. was nice. Beautiful. Dude, you got a big uh, show. Speaking of shows, you got a big show uh, coming up here in Atlanta. Tell us all about it. It's uh, at Smith's Old Bar, which is kind legendary. of Legendary. Yeah, legendary. It's, it's, it's where I pretty much got found there, you know, um, long time ago. But I've been away from it. I kind of moved more to the Eddie's Attic side, which I still we still play there also. But... But I heard that they were that Dan, the owner, was kind of it kind of did fall into, you know, it was not doing well. Like, the you know, the it, it needed a renovation mm-hmm. and Dan, it's just crushed it. It's beautiful inside. And I'm, it's, it's kind of a I'm kind of returning home in a way. You know, it feels like just going back because I my I was I was hosting this crazy. I was just beginning and I had a great agent. And he said, um, I want to put you as like host this like songwriter show. And we started it back in the, this 20 years ago. And uh and it just took off. And I was sort of just up, you know, just making, starting in Atlanta. And I get to the last one, and it's me, and we were getting all these people on a Paul Carrick, and it was just this crazy, and I'm just this Man, nobody going. He was such Whoa. a great artist, oh. Paul Carrick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I got to sing uh, Tempted with him, you know. Tempted by oh, yeah, of course. Squeeze. Yeah. And he, uh, anyway, so that show, uh, my producer, became my producer, was there, and I played uh, a song called Freeman. And Sort of my whole career sort of started right there, and so it's going to be really fun to go back. And it's apparently the backstage is beautiful now. Oh, I hear That's they've awesome. improved it. You know what they have back there now? An actual bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. That's handy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you had to go out in the you know. Yeah, I never did well that. with the normals. No, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> the, the great unwashed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big improvement though, and it, it is, they put in hardwood floors and chandeliers. Yeah, they really made it nice. It's beautiful, there. It's yeah. Beautiful. Can't and wait. I've always loved that stage, that circular oh, stage with the curtain that draws around. It's beautiful. Great showcase room. And that room, my parents were telling me that was called Gene and Gabe's. It was a dinner theater. Really? Oh, back in the 70s, Makes 80s, sense. yeah. That's cool. It's a dinner theater, beautiful. So you can see that because you get backstage, it's it's the makeup lights. It's a real mm-hmm. like theater backstage, which is amazing. So looking forward to it. Now, uh, so you're playing this Saturday night at Smith's Old Bar in Atlanta. And uh, 
would you mind? Uh, I, I see you brought your guitar. You got your baseball bat in your hands. You want to give? That's right. You mind uh, giving have a us guitar made out of a baseball? Be, well, I wonder. You know, we got some listeners out there that maybe are new to Angie Apparel. Yeah, sure. And I would wondered if you wouldn't mind giving them a little sample of what they might hear on Saturday night at Smith's Old Bar if, if they yeah, happen totally. to come out. You know, this goes out to uh, me hating Facebook. Okay, oh, we can all That's get on fair. board. With Look, that. but I do. But here's what I what I do love Facebook for is. Uh, there's, there's the there's the kid you went to school with when you were in sixth grade that you would have never seen again. Right. Right. So that it is kind of connecting that people you again. liked. Yeah. The yeah. one you actually wanted to yeah. reconnect with. Yeah. And you couldn't because. But Facebook, that's the one thing I think it does well. Yeah. So this song is for a friend of mine that we have reconnected because of Facebook. Oh, um, wow. And we were riding our bicycles through the groves in Florida. I grew up in Florida. So this is for uh, Phil. This is called uh, the bicycle bicycle king. Nice. Fallen leaves Swinging on Swinging on old oak trees And with the crown of moss From my bicycle We tossed hallelujah and joy Hallelujah and joy To the world out there In cathedral Made of dirt and vine Just two kids ruling the summertime. La, 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 la. On a country road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the wildwood grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There ain't no heavy load. Your soul is like a stone. God's rolling down a country road, down a country road, oh, yeah, yeah. We were the bicycle king. Old swimming pool down by the rotary. We sailed a boat made of air and poetry. And with the crown of moss from my bicycle, we tossed hallelujah and joy, hallelujah and joy on our way back home, on our way back home. In cathedral made of sunshine On our way back home Just two kids ruling the summertime La 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 On a country road Yeah, yeah, yeah Where the wildwood grow Yeah, yeah, there ain't no heavy load Your soul is like a stone God's rolling down A country road Down a country road 
God got your soul in his pocket of time. He roll you down the road like a country mile. God got your soul in his pocket of time. He roll you down the road, down a country road. Down a country road. Down a country road. Unbelievable. Wow. Angie Perry on Braves Country. Gracious. Amazing. Thank you. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Unbelievable. Wow, Angie Perry on Braves Country. Amazing. Thank you. To be able to do that is just so incredible. Is that like, brand new? The, yeah, it is. It's a, on the, this last record, yeah. Wow. Thank you all. So incredible, man. The, Thank to, you. to be able to do what you do is is remarkable. And I, I think most people understand, you know, the talent it takes to be a performing artist. I, I guess most people understand it, but... I don't know that they truly understand it is my whole point, you know, because the, the, what you do is nobody else can do that. Oh, thank you. That's blessed, blessed, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. And and that shows up in, in just in the lyrics of that song, right? It's just, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm all I think it's all comes from above, you know, everything. Yeah, no doubt and about it. What was it. your process on writing that song, Angie? Did this all come at once, or did you kind of work through it in, in some kind of a way? Or It was going on for a while, and uh, I, I usually write, I write a lot of, I call I just write halves of songs, and uh, I write like 30 or I write a bunch of them, 40. And then I, I, I think like the the brain, is, I think it's a Brian Wilson thing, the, the sort of a puzzle for the singer songwriter and, the, and the, the back of your brain doesn't know what it is yet, but mm-hmm. it sort of does. Your subconscious is speaking. So I kind of was working on this and a bunch of other tracks and I was thinking about Phil and then we did reconnect and, um, and then it just made sense to me you know it was like oh yeah because i was started about me i used to ride our bikes through these those orange groves were dying when we you know, the, the end of that those that season for those trees when we mm-hmm. when i was a kid in florida so, but but between these you just forget between these there's you can drive trucks between them i mean these mm-hmm. are roads between orange trees you know so it's just like a whole nother magical place with your bike and your you know so it started there and then me and phil reconnected and and i it's funny he brought me down uh about two months after and he said, hey, do you want to play my, I hadn't seen him in 40 years. You want to play my niece's wedding? I was like, if she wants to hear music she's never heard, sure. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> just, oh, well, sure. you're being very modest because there's plenty of, of your stuff that, that that a lot of people know. And uh, and they should know the one you just played because that's magical. I think they will. Things. I think yeah. somebody's going to, I mean, you sh- I mean, you've already done it, but you, how do you, you kind of let people cut your songs or you let people come to you or you pitch that um, song? or. Yeah, I'm obviously, yeah, because uh, Cry came off of The American and one of my records, and it does happen every now and then. Uh, this this song, I th- yeah, I think could be cut. Yeah. I haven't really shopped it at all yet. You know, for- the imagery with the baseball, I mean, well, the imagery with the bicycle reference mm-hmm. uh, brings up something we've been talking about on the show lately. Uh, Kevin Kinney brought it up, and we just talked with our friend Brantley Gilbert, who also uh, did this. Oh, right. And there's a lost art 
of uh, using baseball cards in your spokes of your uh, of your bicycle spokes to yeah. hit, to make that motorcycle sound. Yeah. Did you? Did, are you a, a a baseball card spoke artist when you were a kid? Or? Well, I was still. We were just using uh, playing cards. Playing okay. cards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um, that saves the baseball cards. The, 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 the my dad would have beat my. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So you right. had the deck Where's of the my hoyas. Baseball cards. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. What if you does like be like uh, the movie The Sandlot instead of stealing oh, the baseball and you know because that's what they did yeah. but uh, stealing the baseball card to shove it in the that's in the amazing, spoke yeah but uh, but instead used a deck of Hoyas right yeah just a deal about absolutely yeah, man amazing. it works so perfectly um, we talked about your amazing comeback story and uh, the fact that you st- suffered a stroke in 2016 had to relearn to speak. And now you're back recording and, and performing live, as we mentioned. You got the uh, the show on Saturday at uh, Smith's Old Bar. And many people have had such a tough year and have not been able to see a show in a long time, much less a lot of artists that haven't been able to play right. it. Does all of that make playing live, does it make it more special, do you think? And and what does it mean to, you, to be able to play a show live here in Atlanta where, where you have such ties? Yeah, I mean – Yes to all of that. It's like it's uh, to play here is amazing because obviously I began here. And when I was even a uh, like a kid kid, I was playing in bars when I was 15 and uh, in underground Atlanta, which was mm-hmm. the original underground Atlanta. Right. When it really was underground. Yeah, exactly. You know? Now it's just empty, I believe. It's empty, ab- <laughs> sort of above ground. I don't yeah, know. It's, but, exactly. uh, yeah, it's crazy. But it was amazing. And so, yeah, to come back here is amazing. But I, And I think the live, to me, the live thing, you know, a, a record, you know, is a record of a performance, right? Yeah, right. A it's recording, a record, yeah. Right. So it's to me, it's almost like the the show is. I mean, we've kind of moved into this in the last thirty years into like, oh, you you know, make a record and then you tour. But mm-hmm. I think you should play tours to make a record. Like, oh wow! Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Sort of, I think it was Springsteen's Flip kind of view of it. Like the the live performance is really what it is, you know. And I th- and I do no- notice I'm working on a record now that I when the more I go out and play. And I'm not trying new songs yet, but it is interesting. It's like, like I've done one thing. I've, I'm moving to just doing solo shows for the until I finish my record. Okay. It just puts me in a different space. Like that's where interesting. I, yeah. I really can find my oh, I like this part of my voice or that. And my guitar players are all great. I yeah. Mean, but but yeah, I've kind of I kind of go back into like how I began in a way, like to reinvent the next record or whatever. Yeah. That's fascinating, man. Again, I I just I know for me I I. Like, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. You know what I mean? Like, the, the fact that, that you use a show to, 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 dial in your, to dial in your voice, you know, and, yeah. and, to, and to find what it is that you're looking for to put on the record. That's, to- that's totally. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I just think there's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all a, using the word concert, you know, in, a, in, this, in this way, too, that making a record is really just in concert with, your alliance with fans or there, there is something that happens on stage i mean especially for singer songwriters because it's really just it's really a it's a listen to my personal songs <laughs> yeah right no yeah exactly yeah. but it but it is important i think it's for me it's always been like go away get away from the any other in- instrumentation around me let me just figure out what the what my relationship with this and my voice in this guitar is that's cool and i think things come to me you know yeah or no. i know what not to do on the record you know no, that's interesting it's yeah. so fascinating man you know, I think most people look at it from the perspective of just uh, I bought a ticket to a show. I'm going to see a guy in concert that I really like some of his songs. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't think most people have that that perspective. I'm sure you know that. I'm not going to tell you that, but I, I guess 
I it, it's hard for me sometimes, and I and I and I've yeah. been fortunate for the last twenty years to work around a lot of really talented musicians and not have any talent whatsoever. So so when I see people with talent again, I I'm always blown away and try to try to figure out what it all means because I don't think I know. Yeah, and I think every artist has their method. You know, I was a big I'm a big uh, Hemingway fan, and he had a book called uh, Hemingway on writing. Mm-hmm. And if you're a writer, any kind of writer, man, go get that yeah, book because it's very it. important. Yeah, it's amazing. But it is it, at the end of the day, there is the process is is almost more important because the the guy that stuff comes out of the process. And making doing a live show is part of the pro, my process. Yeah, but I'm sure artists have all different kinds of craziness. I think that book, what the mo, the biggest thing I got out of it was just that there's an art to being concise. Absolutely. You know, and I think you do the less is more approach. You know, is really Absolutely. important. And um, I mean, think that's that's why I think a lot of songwriters are drawn to him because he was sort of like you know the short novel and the, mm-hmm. it's, we, we try to tell something in three minutes or, you know yeah that's, so that's a really good point uh, you know what I just learned something I, I guess I knew it but I didn't think about it and and recently is the fact that that people used to make songs about three minutes because that's what the record could hold you know oh, what I mean that's that's like when they created them, when they made a physical vinyl record. Interesting. That's the the amount of time yeah. you could put on yeah. there. So that's where that whole idea of three, three and a half huh. minutes came from. I had no idea. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought it was super fascinating. But it, it's weird because all formats, I'm looking at the TikTok thing now, and I'm, I'm going to enter that space because I find it fascinating. What I find fascinating about it is the minute. I just it's just another format mm-hmm. that I'm like yeah. I think I'm going to write a TikTok album. Yeah. It's going to be you all should. punk rock. Just make sure that uh, teenage girls can do a little hand dance to it yeah, in, in yeah. the screen, or, or, or and you're some fine. Cups or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some sort of yeah, jig. Some kind of, new I don't, some kind of dance. Yeah, no, it's it's for, uh, my um, my son's his little girlfriend in eighth and part of ninth grade. He's a junior now, so it's been a few years ago. But she's got like four or five million followers on TikTok. It's insane. Amazing. Like people become famous for I'm, I'm not sure why, but I mean, but <laughs> but that's 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 the goal. It seems these days is to be famous, and and it's funny because artists, real artists like yourself, like that's really the last thing you want to be as famous is 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 because you, most most artists are a little bit introverted. Oh, I mean, I think it, I think it's Neil Young that fame is a cost. Mm-hmm. You know, to an art, to a real artist, fame yeah. is a cost because you're you're losing space. That's right. They're taking up it's taking up your space. Mm-hmm. So it's all like I think there's another one is I love I'm a Neil Young freak. I think it's his quote about uh, I'm paraphrasing. You don't write the songs, you create the spaces they're written in. It's that which I believe in that idea that it's really about space. Mm-hmm. It's really about how much and I, I yeah any kind of fame or it does it's a issue for an for an artist that really is trying to be in, in you know internalize his you know his thoughts and his songs and. Yeah. Do, do you cover any of Neil Young stuff? I mean, and and, and I don't I ask that and, and kind of almost like I feel like I shouldn't, but because I love when artists cover, cover other artists' music, you know, and some some artists are like, no, I'm not doing covers. Oh, no, you know I what I mean? Covers. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I don't do, I don't think I do any hits, but when I started off, I had, I was writing my first record, this is like 97 or whatever, and I had a couple of gigs and I'd, they'd be like, hey, what's your set list? I was like, my set list is 15 of my songs and 15 Neil Young songs. That's my set list. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It's going to be a fun night. <laughs> so I'll be like, ready. And they'd be like, okay. And I swear, man, that everyone, I mean, Neil had a, it's a yeah, oh my gosh. Know, from everything that's yeah. rocks to soft, you know, so yeah. 
it was funny. I was playing some college stuff back in the day, and literally no one didn't like that. Right. No, they love it. It's just, you know. And you can always close a show with Rockin' in the Free World, and everybody's going to love yeah. it. Everything, yeah. You can totally, always do it. Totally. That's like a Pearl Jam staple, too, right? Totally. Because they're, yeah. they're, they're all connected. Yeah, they there came somewhere. together, yeah. Uh, being a country guy that, that born and raised on country and then working country radio for the last 20 years of my life and still working country radio, um, I, I'm sure you play songs that, that other artists have, have recorded, like Cry, you know, in concert. And, and is it, what's the feedback there? You know, because there, do they ever like question why you're playing that song when they don't realize that maybe you've written it? <laughs> well, the, well, when I'm, when it's a, it's like a super fan show, then it, it, it's no anything. Right. And they'll be like, why'd she take your song? I'm like, <laughs> because I needed money. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I actually am really happy. She yeah. Did that. <laughs> My ex-wife was super happy. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's, it, it is funny. I played a, I did an opener, did a festival in South Carolina and it was like the, the Gin Blossoms was some really cool band. 90s band. Amazing. But anyway, so it's like a lot of people, some that knew me, some that didn't. It is weird. I, I break into that and they'd be like, oh, that's so cute. He's doing a Faith Hill song. And you're like, I want to throw my guitar at you right now. <laughs> you goon. Get out. <laughs> right. You don't get to stay. Dude, we'd love to hear your version since that's oh, the real sure. version. Yeah, absolutely. Angie Apero on Braves Country on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. If I had just one tear running down your cheek, maybe I could cope, maybe I'd get some sleep if I had just one moment at your expense maybe all my misery would be well spent yeah. could you cry a little lie just a little pretend that you're feeling a little If your love could be caged Honey, I would hold the key And conceal it underneath The pile of lies you handed me And you'd hunt And those lies They'd be all you'd ever find That'd be all you'd have to know For me to be fine yeah, and you cry a little, you die just a little, and baby, I would feel just a little less pain I gave, now wanting something in return, so cry a little for Give it up, baby Oh, Emperor would be fine 
some kind of clue that you're doing time. Some kind of heartache, honey, give it a try. I don't want pity, I just want what is mine. Cry a little, lie just a little, pretend that you're feeling a little more pain. I gave now I'm warning something in return, so cry a little for me. Could you cry a little? For me, cry, la, 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 la. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Goodness gracious, thank you, man. So good. <clears throat> what an amazing song. It, it so thank is, you, and and to. With all due respect to Faith Hill, who's, who's brilliant and, and incredibly talented, and I know you're, you know, have been friends with those guys for a long time, and and which is incredible. But there's just something about hearing it from the perspective of the person who wrote it that that can, to me, bring the lyrics a little more to life because you either totally. experienced it, and that's what poured right. out on the on the page, or there's a, there's a reason that you you wrote it. It's coming right from your heart, isn't that's it? Right. Yeah, it's you totally. Yeah, it's um. You know, it's funny. I was on the road for opening for John Hyatt, and uh, love John Hyatt. Yeah. Um, and it was a song that you know he had all those couple of those hits with Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, Are you ready for the thing mm-hmm. called love? That one's a great song. Amazing. So I was opening for him at the House of Blues in New Orleans, and uh, I was just like, Ah, I'm gonna go. I did my set. And who cares? Whatever. I didn't care. I just want to see him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I stand, 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 stand side stage, mm-hmm. and he does a thing called Love, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Wow. This really means getting it on. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, when she did it, it's yeah. about, yeah. are you ready for commitment? Yeah, right, exactly. But when he did it, I saw, yeah. oh, this was a dirty song. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, just like Cry, though. I mean, that like I don't know that people, if you've not paid attention to the lyrics, how how that is such a breakup song like that, that I've been done wrong right, and right. and I really, really want you to feel the pain that I'm feeling. Right. Right. That, right. That, and it's so clear and to be honest, I don't know that I'd ever realized that before right now. Well, it, you know, it's crazy, too, is that I, I played this for Clive Davis when I got signed by him in New York. I was in his office, and this is the, kind of what, what got me signed. And was, what he said, which I found was fascinating. I was just thinking, like, hey, I'm, you know, someone, you know, what I, I want you to cry. Yeah, right. And I thought that was just whatever. That's a, everyone feels that sure. at some point. And he said they do, but they don't hear it from a man. That's a good point. That's what he found very yeah. fascinating about the di- that, that sort of strange position of that. Be- so when it was when Faith sang it, it was great, but it's very common to hear that. Yeah, from a that female. idea from a female. Yeah, from know? that point of view. Yeah, yeah, no, because you know, as dudes, we're supposed to be big tough dudes, and yeah. no, we don't cry over anything, and, <laughs> which is yeah, which is which is nonsense. Unless the Braves lose. Yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> or the Bulldogs lose, or you know, or it, and you're listening to Braves Country a podcast about uh, music and. And lifestyle and and just things that are great about the southeast and you know barbecue spare ribs yeah. you know, just all, I, mean, I could go Cry, mean, crying I mean, in your beer crying in your beer pimento cheese you know i can think of several but no it's, 
That's oh, you're, it's it's great to uh, to to be able to see it from that point of view, and I think it, I think it's cool. fantastic. You know, we, we we've talked uh, a lot just about how proud we are as Americans and to be Americans, and in your album was called the American, which is which is incredible in and of itself. But you mentioned that the Constitution you thought was being trampled on when we last talked, and and what what makes you think that? Because I have, I have several ideas, but I'd love to hear yours. Uh, Marxists. <laughs> yeah, the right. Which trampling is, on that's it. exactly, which is frightening. But, I mean, it's just the so idea that I just find it fascinating that there's not – I thought there would be way more artists just raising hell about, you know, free speech. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like we'll, we'll pass the buck to private companies, mm-hmm. you know, which really are just utilities at this point. You know, It does feel Facebook that way. Is a utility. But, um, I mean – I bet I don't know. It's I, uh, Mark Levin has a book called, which I think is fascinating. I think it's a soft tyranny, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's sort of like you don't really know it's happening because it's going to happen over forty years. Right? Yeah. There's a there's an old saying with, uh, and a lot of people who served in Afghanistan, that the Americans have the watch, but the Taliban had the time. Totally. And and that is you totally. couldn't be more true. Totally. I mean, it's like even look at China. Like you know, they don't they don't fight a war for four years. They fight a you know a psychological war for hundred. Yeah, right. And and they do not bend. They do no. not. Bend. And look, it, it. I think that's as you know. I think that's a, a tough place to be because because especially in a hundred and forty character world, you know, and TikTok <laughs> being a sixty seconds. Yeah. That's about how long we have a, the 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 memory of a goldfish. You know, as a goldfish's right. memory is like twelve seconds, right? So that's oh, why they right. never get bored in their in their little, you know, in their little tiny. Uh, I wish I had. Wow. Yeah, me too. In, in their little tiny, uh, in their their bowl, and on your, yeah. you know, your kids' wow. yeah. dresser, because every time they pass that little tree, they're like, "Look, a little tree!" <laughs> yeah. Every twelve seconds, they've forgotten about the tree. They're like, "Man, I love that new tree. Who put that there?" Oh man, when I get on TikTok, I'll just be a fish. Yeah, that's exactly right. It'll have to. You, you could do that for well, sure. What do you think artists uh, can do specifically to do more to to help push back? against that whole concept i just a lot of it because there's i mean if you're not getting banned from something i mean a lot Mm -hmm. of it is just to like this to speak about it on radio or on your facebook or whatever i mean just to open your mouth yeah i mean it's not we still have a a chance you know i don't think but it is it's it's crazy when you look at like the uh kind of the progressive marxist movement started i think with woodrow wilson in like 19 it's a long time Mm -hmm. ago and i mean you're just talking about so much indoctrination over 60 years i mean it's just i it's i think it's just i don't know if you were asking me i think you were going to ask me something about uh was it something about uh, what artists could reunite the well yeah is that the one you were talking about earlier yeah sure i just wondered what we could do or what what do you think who needs to step up i i i think it's a long victory it's gonna be a long battle i don't think you're gonna anyone's gonna change i think the the country's already divided i think people have made up their mind about we want socialism marxism we want Freedom. At least, at least a portion of it, portion of, yeah. maybe even uh, hopefully not half, but it certainly feels that way sometimes. So I don't know that. I mean, I, th- I just think that that's a long road towards at re-education and t- teaching people about the concept about what happened. Yeah. What, well, know, one of the, the things real. about freedom is that we encourage uh, everyone to think and say whatever they want, and then here they come, uh, kind of infiltrating, if you will, and saying and uh, things that are opposite of what we really want around here. But we kind of respect that, but we may have respected it. For a, a little, little too, too much. long, you know. What do you yeah, think about that? I mean, I just think you have to, you have to stay on the side of the, the you know, the rights of liberty. I mean, you just have to say, Individual rights, I don't yeah. care. I just don't. I don't agree with you, but please speak. Yeah, because yeah, because you, to your point, I think the more people speak, if it is craziness, 
ultimately, you hear it enough times, you're like, that's crazy. Totally. You want yeah. that to be— That's the beauty of freedom that's of the, speech. The whole point. Yeah, because the— the opposite. If, if you want the Marxist thing, I mean, you need darkness. I mean, democracy, mm -hmm. you know, dies in the dark. Dies in the dark. It doesn't die in light. It doesn't die with speech. Mm -hmm. It grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly You get rid right. of things that aren't. It's it's you know sort of like you figure out what product works. Yeah. So I mean, sort of right now we're letting them expose themselves, if you will. I think so, but I think the kind of people tearing down people off of Twitter and but they're really not allowing the other side to speak. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. only one side. You know, it's, it's like the, the 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 dark side, if you will. You end up in this yeah this lopsided conversation. You know what's interesting is a guy that I've never really agreed with. I always it always thought he was well spoken <laughs> and thought he was even funny at times, even when it was at my expense or the way I feel about life's expense. Is Bill Maher, you oh, know, yeah. and he but does the show on on uh, HBO. Lately, I don't know, maybe in the past 18 months, there have been times when I'm like, dude, you, are you seeing the light? What has yeah, happened? Because I think people he, are waking up like that. A and, bit. and he is one of them. He's talked about cancel culture. He's talked about pretty much anything that goes along with the things that we're talking about. He's pointed out. Um, oh, yeah. No, I know. And, and I've been really impressed with him. I don't agree with him on everything. Yeah. But it's remarkable how all of a sudden... Even guys like him that are mm -hmm. really, and he had freely, I'm, I am a liberal. I am a liberal. And then look, I'm as a conservative guy, that's fine. But to see him all of a sudden sound kind of like I sound, it's remarkable. Well, it's he's really a, yeah, he's speaking more like a classical liberal than a liberal, yeah, you know, which exactly is right. what the founding fathers were classic liberals. Correct. But um, yeah, but I, I love to show all the time, even when I disagree with him, because mm -hmm. he, remember, it was the idea of he had other people to that's debate. That's exactly right. Absolutely. I mean, that's what, you, I want to see that. I don't want to mm -hmm. see one-sided yeah. talking Which, heads. Yeah, we had to stop the censorship, basically. Yeah. And, it does feel that way. And yeah, put people but, in the same, in front of the same camera yeah. with two different ideas. Yeah. No, and, and, and the best idea will win. It, yeah. It always does. Let it, yeah, let it, let it, it go. It, it's always very clear. And yeah. Angie, do you think faith can play a role in kind of healing our nation? I, I think so. I mean, I think anyone can if they're going to step up, but I mean, that's a... That can be a, you know, I don't know their story, but I mean, people at that amount of height of popularity and then there's, it's, it affects careers and I, it, it's a lot to speak out on, you know. Oh, and not, uh, I guess we think of Faith Hill when we that, but I was talking more specifically about, you know, Christianity or just faith. Oh, in yeah, general, yeah, yeah. No, I, know? of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I do, but I do think there is, there is a space and I think it's more in country radio mm -hmm. for, for, you know, pro American and pro constitutional i gotta tell you you're right to a degree but uh for the first time changing a little bit a little bit not mm -hmm. not with the artists necessarily i mean there's some of that too but there's always been a little bit of that 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 but most are you know christian pretty conservative fellows and girls ladies um but for the first time ever this year i was told not to talk about something i'd never had that oh, happen wow. in, in 20 years of broadcast wow i'd never had it happen and and i got an email that said hey don't talk about this. Yeah, and I was like, "Hmm, well, that's odd." Because I feel like our I feel like our uh, our listenership would really really appreciate hearing yeah hearing this. I mean, and uh, so it was it was the first time I was ever like, "Hmm, this this ain't right. This is headed down the wrong path." Yeah, it's a little that's strange. It is. It was the first time, and look, it's only happened eh, once or twice, but still, in twenty years. For it to happen twice in one year, you're like, man, that's sped up quick. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a big percentage jump. Yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I think that there is. I love the idea that, as it's been for a few years, that the artist, any artist, can release stuff and and at least make a noise. Mm -hmm. So I just think, yeah, I just I I just want artists to keep speak. I want all of the artists. I have friends of mine are all complete, full blown liberal, you mm -hmm. know, socialist 
I, whatever. Yeah. Cool. We have the most amazing conversations. Yeah, right. Yeah, like that's what I want to, of course, we're drinking, but whatever. Yeah, but look, <laughs> that just, well, we have to talk it out. That's right. I just, totally. You have to, I just, I think that's the whole fun of America, honestly, is just that people can speak. I mean, I really, I mean, it's, I don't know what the, what the uh, what's the, uh, the line about, you know, I'll die, well, you, that, you know, it's not. It's not about the speech you don't like. It's you know, the speech you like is yeah. about the speech you don't like. Yeah, you know? right. That's Absolutely. what. But we need to protect. Absolutely, you, you know? need to protect the speech that we don't, don't like. like. That's exactly I mean, like, right. But we have to be there every time that somebody says something Marxist and say, "Well, what we think." Yeah, is, is yeah this. You, you, you still want to give the rebuttal for sure. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think this show is. You know, we we talk about baseball and having fun and Southern culture and all that, but I think that this is also a place where we're not going to have a list of you know. Can I talk about this subject? No, I, I love the show. Thank you all for oh my creating gosh. this thing. My God. Yeah, man, well, it's, it's been fun. And, you know, I, I know you also work in another medium as an artist. Uh, you have a lot of these themes incorporated into your upcoming animated TV series. Uh, how's that coming along? Any updates on that? It's uh, I'm developing those these three characters that are um, they're sort of these alter egos of mine a little bit, but they're all different forms of music. They're all musicians. They're all mm-hmm. singing, you know. One's a punk rocker, and the one's a country guy, and one's sort of a soul prince type. Okay, music. yeah, soul singer. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so it's it's fun, but it's a it's a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, there's a lot of songwriting and development of. And so I think I'm going to move more into it's a it's a place called Bloomville. I think I talked to you about it earlier. Yeah, but it, it's it it's a pretty serious place, you know that that talks about freedom of everything. Is there liberty? Is there individual liberty at all? You know, and this one town that is sort of a. Um, it's sort of a Gotham type thing. It's sort of the only place there is, but uh, it gets taken over and and they eliminate all the artists, you know. So it's a very heavy thing. But but it, I'm hopefully like end of next year I'd be ready to release it, you know. And you're gonna release it on your own, or is is there a deal like as a cartoon network and you know or anything you know, well, like that? I think I'm gonna stay more in illustrations. Okay. And it it it, it the, the line the narrative's driven through a, a newspaper. The mm-hmm. Bloomville Times comes out, and so once you you know, subscribe, you get the times and you actually, people actually, you know, move to the city. Like mm-hmm. they, you get yeah. an address in Bloomville. It's like a virtual. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm going to go that way and I might be going the Patreon route too, where people can subscribe and join the Oh, that's town. cool. And, yeah. Yeah. That's and they really get, cool. then they get the music, you know, so. Yeah. Speaking of, well, you got the, uh, the show Saturday night, Smith's Old Bar and you got any other shows coming up that you want to share, want to talk about uh, when, and, and then talk about the new record too. I think there's nothing in Atlanta, you know, next, probably till next year. What about year. the Southeast? Because Braves country is vast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think where Ken would know. I think the Ansley is private, isn't it? Well, we can go to, uh, what is it? what's your website, Angie? Uh, it, it, most of it's usually on my events at Facebook, yeah. Oh, Facebook. Facebook, yeah. yeah. So yeah. just Angie search for Barrow, yeah. And, yeah. and that way you can find other shows. But uh, And what about the new record you're making? Are you, you recording already? I'm, just man, I'm just beating myself up with these words. I can't, I can't think. It's. I'm in a... I kind of I don't have I don't have blocks, but I I kind of definitely that's why I'm looking forward to this show. I kind of need some interaction because I've got a lot of songs going, but probably won't start cutting till the end of the year. But are, it's, are they, they're past half written though, right? Yeah, I I kind of know where the record's going, I think, but um, yeah, I just I, I, it's weird, man. It's been a tough one for me. I, I usually dial in really quick. And then I spend, but this one has been beating me up in a good way, maybe. Do you feel like that's because of all the chaos in the world? I mean, because that's that's mm-hmm. enough to get anybody off kilter. Yeah, I think a lot of it's, but, but a lot of it for me is because there's so much, it's almost like, I don't know what, there's a lot to speak about. Yeah, no kidding. And I don't, I kind of, I like to have a, at least a thread going through a record that 
you know, I don't want to, which I've written political stuff and spiritual stuff and all that, but I kind of don't want to. I don't want to put myself in box myself in a corner. So sure. I think I'm, it's more like I'm A and R in the record right now, and trying to figure out what is the right. You know, I kind of want to make just a love record. Well, love because people need love. Uh, yes, they do. So you, you've just now. signed your you signed yourself, and now you're gonna you know tell yourself uh, how how this record's yeah. gonna work out. Yeah, yeah good. I like. Well, your I have my meetings with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you charge yourself back yeah, for all exactly. that. <laughs> and what does one charge themselves? <laughs> like if in case I need to do this. You know, it's to... mostly just anxiety. I okay. charge myself anxiety, and That's then... <laughs> terrible news. I feel like I have plenty of that already. <laughs> I don't need any more. Goodness oh. gracious, that seems to be a tough world. Like I just, I don't. I don't know how artists continually write and reinvent, and it's just a different mindset than I think most every average Joe has. You know, it's just a different place to be. Like most people are are very comfortable, and they go and they do whatever it is that their routine has them do at work, and then they go home. Where an artist is, I mean, it's always a blank canvas. Yeah, which which to me is just the, so much fun. I mean, I just love. It seems it. scary too, though. It's. I guess it can be. I think I think it's it's scary if you're if your ego's involved in it. But if you, it's really like a for me it's a prayer life almost, like it's mm-hmm. more of a meditative life for me. So I it is it's a in a way it's almost like Angie, you gotta go meet some people. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sit in the sit in your treehouse and yeah, write right. your song. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> now I know you don't play uh, the new songs necessarily for folks, but uh, but do you take that audience feedback? Like when you play Smiths on Saturday night, will you feel out some of the reactions that you get to certain things? And and, and corp- is the audience kind of your fans kind of part of the writing process in that way? Or? During the sh- for the show yeah, list, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of I don't ever make a list unless I have a band, you know, because uh, you need people to follow and know where to sure, go. Sure, of course. But I just I have all my songs in front of me usually, and I just I can kind of feel the room and. Thumb through the page to the right page and well, it matches the. Yeah, I just sort of the have mood. the list on this floor and I just sort of know, like, it's weird. If they react, it's so, it's almost like my 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 law is that the next, the thing, the previous thing influences the next. In other words, like a, like a, a chorus moves because the verse said this. It's not really like, it's more like the jazz guys looked at, they didn't look at chords, they looked at changes. So you talk to a jazz guy and you say, he says, what are the changes? He doesn't say, what are mm-hmm. the chords, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he wants to know the difference between those two chords, the change in the chord. And that's the way I kind of look at music or playing a show. I'm sort of like reacting to the change from what just happened before, which I think great songs do too. But yeah, so I do kind of, I have the list, but I don't like, yeah, I don't dive in too much. That's <laughs> right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you got to have, you're ready for anything. And yeah. then you can kind of work with the audience and, and yourself and feel it out. That's great. Yeah. I might a lot of people a, stick to that set list and they and don't never do the same show every yeah, time. It's kind of boring. Isn't it? Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Like, I'll hit something low and I'll play something cry or something down. And and it'll be usually, you know, the intent, you're like, oh, I should go up now because, you know, and sometimes the audience just wants to be there. I've created a moment with them and I sometimes I'll just stay there. I, I understand you know? that. You know what I, I mean? I really get what you just yeah. said. You're creating a space, like you're exactly right. And and I, I do that a lot <clears throat> when I'm just listening to music by myself. And I find it that happens mainly in the car. Like I'll I'll just kind of I'll keep dialing songs, and and they build on top of each other. But they build on top of my mood as well, mm-hmm. and then they match the mood, and then it never changes. Like I'll I'll go. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the entire ride home is the same type yeah, totally. of song, that same type of space that totally. you're describing, yeah. which is so fascinating. Yeah, I, I mean, it. when you find a, a space, anything, it could be rocking out or yeah. you know, I just think 
yeah, stay with it for a minute, you know. That's the first time I feel like I've ever been able to connect with a songwriter that that made sense to, <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously it all makes sense to you, but, like, for me, as, as, as the just the guy that hits play and says this is, you know, the new song from Angie Aparo, uh, for my whole career, you know, to, to be able to connect that way for just an end, I was just like, wait a minute. I know <laughs> exactly what on the same talking. page. You're on I know the same exactly what Angie's talking about. I got this. Well, <laughs> we, we were talking a couple episodes ago about how Tug uh, writes songs for his dog at home, and he, he sings songs to his dog. I, I do, them. yeah. They're always dumb songs, like silly, goofy songs. <laughs> you know what I'm like? Yeah, I know, I'm like... I, you know, whatever. I'm trying to say, I think we can get you a record deal, buddy. I think that there needs to be. A, <laughs> I'm telling you, Georgia yeah. Bulldog fan sings to his I, dog. Yeah, right. I got to tell you, what a niche. You know, I, I mean, everything seems to be a niche these days. I, I'm actually working on. I don't know if I'm thinking it might make this record, but it's a, a song called uh, "Prayers I Learned from a Dog." Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's about my dog that kind of came with me through the stro- through all that stuff. Yeah. So. It, the dog, I mean, yeah, I'm a dog freak too. Yeah, dogs are so cool. Yeah. yeah, we uh we have a little Schnauzer puppy, and oh, when, I mean, he yeah. he uh it's funny because he when you're not paying attention, he almost howls in a way that it sounds like he's trying to form a word. Yeah, like and and I know that sounds silly, but maybe and maybe it's just to me that that, that I hear that, but. And I, when I go home now, I intentionally don't pay him attention just to get him to do it <laughs> yeah, because right. I want to hear it. It's so unique, and it's like yeah. it, it's like this. It's not a bark. It's it's almost like he's trying to say something, but can't. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. know how to form it. Yeah, he doesn't have the chords. Yeah, yeah. and and it just comes off as this this roller coaster howl that has different <sighs> highs and lows. It's well, so tug, schnauzers. Tug, tug, schnauzers, they're amazing dogs. We got to get you to start recording those howls. We're gonna need samples on this record. Don't worry, we're so gonna have cool. a meeting. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. I love hey, uh, Angie, you know we always got to talk about southern food on the show. show. It's part of our culture down here. So. Uh, for a show like uh, this Saturday night at Smith's Old Bar, what, do you have a certain schedule you eat on, and what do you like to eat on show days? Sh- show days are rough for me because I, I kind of I try not to eat about four or five hours out, you know, not eat because it's uh, singers are dealing with like reflux and you know, so you try to keep an empty stomach. But but uh, I will be hitting the OK Cafe. There you <laughs> go. Is that it? OK Cafe. That's my favorite. Yeah. After the show, so good. Yeah. So that's where the after show party is. Well, you know, it's crazy. You, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you've been here for a while, but I remember when it was just next to the gas station. Mm-hmm. Remember the Texaco yeah. next to it or something? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right there across the street. Twenty four hour then. Yeah. Yeah. Now, right. now at that place, that whole area is built. They got a big, huge church down the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, it's yeah, it's it's gigantic. But um, but I, I'm with you too because. Like it's very different than singing, but when I come in and do the the morning radio show, like if I eat, like I always get up and make a quick breakfast, and and I'll make an egg, and and if there's leftover bacon or something, I'll throw it on there. But then I always regret it because later because the bacon's so salty, and I'm guzzling water because I'm talking <laughs> yeah. for forty you know forty eight minutes an hour, and I'm like, man, I shouldn't have had that. So yeah. I can again, I can relate to that it a definitely little bit. Definitely, and I will sometimes. I'll just be like, ah. Eh hell with it yeah <laughs> let's go yeah there katie the bar cheese. the door i love it thank you so much for coming in and playing man um thank you too. look forward to seeing you on saturday uh, at uh, saturday night at smith's old bar uh always want you to keep in touch make sure you come back uh, i love it next yeah. season i mean the, the brave season is getting ready to wrap but uh we got to get to maybe get to a game and uh just talking about southern lifestyle absolutely and, and, yeah. and the things that are important to i think folks that live in the southeast that, that love the braves and grew up with them and that love America and they love college football and they love good barbecue and you know good and, and again, seriously again thanks y'all for putting this is a great concept man. oh I appreciate really it good, yeah so kind that you would you'd say I that know. but you know and here's another thing but we'll, we'll, we'll finish on this because I want you to play one more song if, if you're willing to um the Braves seem to show up in more songs than any other 
any other team that I can think of. I can think of like five songs right off the top of my head that have the Braves in them. There's a new huh. Justin Moore song that is huh. like, win or lose, we cheer for the Braves. Um, and, and a song called We Didn't Have Much, which is great. If you haven't heard it, it's incredible. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, Tim McGraw, you know, uh, right. I ain't seen the Braves play a game all year, you know. Um, and then funny, there, there's there's so many. I can go through the, the entire list. But there's so many people that resonate with this team because of TBS and because of, you know, they, they were America's team. That was they that were coined still that. are still amazing. are still are. Yeah, the TBS thing was just amazing. It, it yeah. really spread Braves fans across the country. I know we're kind of focused in the southeast, but truly, they are such a national brand. I think oh, they're God. like the third most popular team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, like I was thinking we were talking earlier when I was in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know that we had no team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we watched them on seventeen. You know, yes. Yeah, and I tell fans all the time on the Thanks Bobby page. I, you know, I say well, if you're living in Hawaii, that's Braves country. If you're wherever, wherever, you are. You're, wherever <laughs> Braves fans are from that TBS days, that's Braves country, it's and uh, they're all a part of it. You know, so yeah. they're all welcome to come down here and visit us too anytime. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and come out to uh, to the ballpark. But but no, you're always welcome, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much it, it means so much that you'd uh you'd come and hang with us oh absolutely yeah next year too yeah man yeah. for sure dude what you got you want to play us out with a song here i play i'm gonna do a here's sort of an atlanta guy an elton john song oh let's okay. go All now right. we're talking angie Perro, thank you for joining us on braves country thank y'all she packed my bags last night pre-flight zero hour 9 a.m And I'm gonna be high As a kite by then I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a time Flight, yeah. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown bring me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh no, no, no. I'm a rocket man, yeah. Rocket man. Burning out as fuels up here alone Mars ain't the kind of place To raise your kids In fact it's cold as hell And there's no one there To raise them if you did And all the science I don't understand It's just my job Five days a week I am I'm a rocket man A rocket man I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till touchdown bring me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Oh no, no, 
rocket man, yeah. Rocket man burning out his fuse up here alone. And I think it's gonna be a long time. And I think it's gonna be a long time. This is Major Tom to ground control. This is Major Tom to ground control. This is Major Tom. Down. Hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Hey. Oh, oh, oh. Buddy, if they don't light your fire, you woods win. Thank you, buddy. I'm telling you, it's incredible. Angie Aparo, make sure you go see him Saturday night, Smith's Old Bar. You can get uh, tickets at sobatl.com for Smith's Old Bar. sobatl.com. You've been listening to Braves Country, the podcast with Angie Aparo for Scott Bunn. My name is Tug Cowart. Hope you have a great day. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. ThePodcastPark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you Get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union. Free online and mobile banking. No minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
Hey sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.